Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast, it is earnings season once again. Will it be a bright, happy, shiny season, or will it be a dull, dark, dreary season? This is our earnings preview. This is Money Beat. Everything you need to know about money and the markets, and then some. Welcome to the Money Beat Podcast. Paul Vini and Stephen Grosser here with you, as always, joined today by two of our, our compatriots, Kevin Kingsbury, Ben Eisen, and folks, we're going to talk about earnings season because earnings season is a, a first quarter earnings season, unbelievably, is upon us. Unofficially kicks off today. We, we've barely gotten bell. done with fourth quarter, and now first quarter already. Who's, who's reporting today, Grosser? Alcoa. Alcoa, a little company you might have heard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not as important now that it's not in the Dow any longer, but still considered still bellwether bell uh, and kicks it off. It's a bellwether. It yeah, matters. It, it matters. So, look, what we're going to do is is it's interesting because everyone's got a little spin of the numbers because they have to have a spin of the numbers because the numbers are going to stink. They're not going to be good. So we've got Kevin. We've got Ben. You guys have been covering the different angles. Some people are suggesting that, oh, it's really bad, but because it's bad, it's good. Some people are saying, no, 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 it's really bad, and it's going to be bad. Let, let's just dive in here. Uh, I want to start with you, Kevin, because you wrote our Morning Money Beat piece today. Right. right? Uh, these numbers are going to be bad. Yeah, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 9% of profit non- contraction on a non-GAAP basis, which is the right. guzzied up number. So God right. only knows what the numbers would be on a GAAP basis. Right. M- meaning GAAP versus GAAP, non-GAAP is you can exclude certain right. items. Yeah. So it's you numbers know. that you can make your you can make your results look nice and pretty. You're not right. you're not you're not conforming to accounting standards is what that means, right. everybody. So in your press release, you can basically write whatever you want. Right, and even on that basis, we're still looking at a high single digit decline. Decline, right? The worst since the financial crisis, the peak, two thousand nine, right? The first quarter of two thousand nine. I think it's the worst sort of contraction since then. So like that sort of puts in perspective so how bad this is going to be. Why is this happening now? What's driving this? Well, we still have Forex impacts from the strong dollar. Mm-hmm. We still have oil impacts because a year ago, oil was still a fair amount higher than where it is now. So the oil companies are still logging some pretty substantial earnings declines, even though we've, we're now two years almost into this oil drop. Right. So, so you have those issues. You still don't have strong sales growth. No. This and we have be, not had that for a long time. Right. This is going to be the fifth straight quarter of year-over-year revenue declines for the S&P 500. Wow. Fifth year. Fifth quarter in a fifth row. Fifth quarter. Fifth quarter in a row. So, the, the, so those aren't good numbers, Kevin. No. So why does Kevin Kingsbury have to write a piece today telling people that those numbers are actually bad? Because you know about the game, Paul. You've been ranting about it. I know about the game, yes. Because the bar could not be lower for earnings. And, you know, companies have a history of beating it and they get that short-term pop and you know that's what people are talking about when they talk about oh it's not going to be as bad because right. enough companies will beat it and then they'll get that short-term pop but from a longer-term investor standpoint this earnings season is not good no you can't and i know you know our, our compatriot steven russelillo wrote a piece but that's what he was talking right? about he yeah. was talking about short interest being up he's talking about you know a number of companies that will beat you know that low low bar yeah. and so they're going to get the nice little pop he's talking about in you know right after the trading day following or yeah. the days right. you know right. after but that's going to dissipate very quickly in my opinion and and what is this and everyone jump in ben i want your opinion on this too. i mean what what does this mean for forget the stock market for a second because we know what they're going to do in the stock market what does this mean for the economy 
for workers. I mean, is this can't be a good thing? I would say. Am I? To, well, I was going to say to Kevin's piece, there are two points that are in in there that are interesting. Is the idea that the, it's not just earnings, it's not just energy companies. It's it's broadening, as you say, and. The positive impact of oil's decline on the consumer discretionary is basically gone now. Right. J.P. Morgan is saying that essentially 80% of any gas-related savings has already been spent by the consumer. So there's really no more big jump to come that might help earnings. Yeah. So we're just in this almost a a negative feedback loop where everything that could be good – has already happened, and it still really hasn't had much of an impact. And to Steve's point about um, just the, the earnings weakness spreading beyond energy, I mean, we're seeing that one way to look at that is in um, earnings pre-announcements, uh, where people basically, you know, pre-announce the range in which right. they're going to uh, earnings are going to come in, and and um, the, for those companies where the range has been kind of below analyst estimates, uh, we're seeing a lot of them happen in the healthcare sector. Um, even places like technology, um, you know, only some of these sectors actually do pre-announcements, sort of uh, uh, by tradition. But but really, it's not it's not the energy companies that are sort of uh, giving these these uh, these really downbeat outlooks. So how how broad is it? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned healthcare tech. You know, I mean, is it re- really broad or not? is it? In other words, I know what they always try to do is they try to pick out the one sector that stinks. And they say, well, you know, if you exclude that, everything looks good. And that's been energy for a long time. How broad is the profit contraction this time around? I mean, I would say that I think it's very broad. Um, you know, obviously within sectors, you kind of differentiate between some of the better performers and worse performers. But, um, you know, to see something like healthcare uh, having, you know, so many negative pre-announcements is, is definitely not a good sign for the sort of uh, – you know, everything is great X energy view of the world. Right. I, I think it's only three sectors, and Kevin, I don't know if you know this, are expected to actually show profit growth. I think it's ten. Yeah, I think it's three. And then also, FactSet has said that as of right now, we're already at the second highest number of pre-announcements to the downside ever for the, for a quarter in the S and P. Wow. So, do you know? Do you know offhand what the other quarter was? It was beginning of 2011, I believe. So it wasn't in a period where there was a lot of bad things going on. It just right. happened to be a period where a lot of people coming into a new year pre-announced badly, which is yeah. kind of what happened. And interestingly, healthcare is actually despite, and so healthcare had the highest number of pre-announcements that were below what you know analysts were expecting. What's interesting is healthcare is actually one of the three sectors that should show positive profit growth. Just not quarter. good. It should, yeah, it's like <laughs> around 2%, right. wow. which isn't great. Right, right. All right, let, let's, let's take a break because we have an important message and we will come back on the other side of it. I'm Veronica Dagger. Do you want to know how the rich invest, spend, and protect their money? Then listen to the Watching Your Wealth podcast. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, Kevin Kingsbury, Ben Eisen here with you talking about earnings season. And a reminder, as as always, a reminder that if you want to check out more of our podcasts, you can find them at wsj.com slash podcast. You can become a subscriber to the Money Beat Podcast as well as many others on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And why don't you follow us on Twitter? We are at WSJ Podcasts. Ben, let's talk about a couple of the – some of the stuff you, you wrote today. 
because not that not that you, my friend, are trying to put a spin on this this earning season, but what you wrote about is maybe the spin, maybe not the fact that people are saying this could be as bad as it gets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for all of us who write about this stuff on a day to day basis, uh, none of us are immune from the spin here, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems like there's there, there's definitely people making an extra effort to try to make this look not as bad as it is, and it seems like it kind of falls into two camps, I'd say. One we already sort of mentioned here that um, just that the, the outlook is so bad that you know companies are are, are pretty much going to beat this no matter what. That yeah. the bar has been set so low, um, and there's probably you know a fair amount of value to that. Um, and then the other one being that, uh, yeah, this quarter is is uh, sort of forget about this quarter. But you know, if you if you look if you look ahead a little bit, it doesn't look quite as bad. Right. Um, and you know, obviously that's that's yet to be seen. Uh, but but there are a lot of analysts sort of talking about the fact that you know maybe this is the bottom here, and and you know we start to get solid earnings growth after this. Well, you know, and and you, if you're a company and you really want to be shrewd and almost Machiavellian about, Machiavellian about this, this becomes the kitchen sink quarter. Right. You know that this is going to be mm. a dog. You know the market is ready for a dog. So you just you you throw whatever bad things you have out now, get them out of the way, clear the deck, so to speak, mm. and then this becomes the bottom. So right, right. I, I want to go back to Ben. Ben, you did a nice piece about why this is the bottom and a sort of uh, you know, sort of looking at the correlation between earnings and what was it, ISM? Yeah, it was the manufacturing ISM uh, index, PMI index, and and that one. Uh, it, it's sort of an interesting and somewhat surprising correlation because um, you have manufacturing kind of makes up an ever smaller part of the actual economy, and you know our economy is pretty much a service service uh, dominated economy these days. But uh, still, for some reason, EPS growth, I guess when you kind of add it up the right way, uh, it, it, it tracks pretty closely to this ISM PMI uh, with a six month lag. So therefore, you know, if, if you recall back uh, March PMI. Uh, you got a, a bounce higher. It had been contracting for a number of months, and then it, it you know, you got a pretty uh, nice rebound. So, I guess the question is, does that mean that earnings will be rebounding two quarters from now? Uh, that's it's kind of hard to say, but um, you know, it's definitely uh, one of the more creative ways of looking at this that that we've seen. Yeah. One of the questions I have about that idea is manufacturing. You know, likely probably got a little bit of a lift from the stabilization and bounce in oil, right? I mean, oil was what dragged down manufacturing um, this whole period. Oil sort of recovers in in February, March is a good, a good number. But if oil continues to slide, I have a hard time believing our manufacturing, um, you know, so, sort of sector is going to hold up. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is definitely sort of a, a concern on the forefront of, of everything. And people wonder why stocks seem to track oil day in and day out. But, um, you know, for, I, I guess there, there, are, there are fair reasons for that to be happening, given that how, how much oil drives earnings. And, uh, but the other thing, too, that I found interesting about that was how, you know, we, we spent how much of this early part of this year talking about how little manufacturing accounts for, you know, U.S. GDP. But <laughs> it, it actually has a bigger impact than we give it credit to, uh, for, I think. And, and particularly in the S&P 500, yeah. um, it's, it's probably more heavily weighted than in the broader economy. Yeah. Again, to get back to spin, a big part of this becomes the real question is, do you, how, how – 
How much of a leading indicator or a lagging indicator do you think corporate profits are in any one quarter or in any five in a row, for example? Because to me, this is this is not a good thing. But the bigger thing is that you have not had revenue growth of any appreciable size for years. Right. I mean, for, for, even when stocks, even when profits were bouncing off the lows and you had 40, 50 percent profit growth, it was coming with virtually no revenue growth. Right. I think since the recession, we... If we have had 5% revenue growth, that's as high as it's been for right. the S&P 500. Right. We haven't had anything better than that. And so this past five quarters of year-over-year declines is just indicative of just where we've been stuck in the mud, whether you're going to blame, well, well, the dollar is holding back overseas revenue or oil falling is holding back energy revenue. Whatever the excuses are, mm-hmm. there's always seemingly something regarding revenue. But the broader economy hasn't been – it's been growing 2% a year since, right. since the recession, essentially. Right. So it, that all mirrors that as well. And it's one thing to, to get to the, the folks arguing your ISM piece, Ben. You know, it's one thing to say that, oh, look, this is the way the data lines up and we expect a, a rebound in a couple of quarters. We think this is the bottom. I mean, that's all fine to say. But when companies aren't earning money, when companies aren't right. earning money, everything kind of comes to a halt. Well, that's I mean, that gets back to the point of the broadening. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I mean, like you could dismiss we're in an earnings recession right now. And, and, you know, we've dismissed that because of energy. You know, energy's fall was so dramatic. But, you know, it was awful. Yeah, it it was awful. But as that sort of spreads out to other parts. Right. And you're talking like, you know, one percent growth in GDP or sub one percent growth in GDP. Yes. It's hard to really make the argument that, you know, corporate, you know, that it's hard to ignore this, I guess, you know, like, right. you know, where corporate right. profits are and corporate revenue. Sales. And again, the fundamental question that we, we have had many people on this podcast and we've put this to them and nobody really has a good answer. What is going to be the fundamental thing that gets the economy going again? What's also going to support the markets? I mean, you look in like as earnings are coming down, mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> you know, the valuations are getting stretched, but we're right. still not far off our all-time highs. No, I mean this this means a, this is a lot for the bull market rally that we've had for seven years now. Is it getting long in the tooth? Is it about to fade? I mean, these are questions everyone's asking. And if corporate earnings, especially as central, you know, the Fed wants to step back, if they don't step in and take the weight, I mean, how do you how does this rally go on? Right. You have to watch margins. I mean, margins seem right. to have peaked last year. Yeah. Now they're starting to pull back from these historic highs that they had. Now, if they're going to keep falling, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is a, a, a good, not good as in, hey, this is great. It's kind of a depressing place to leave it, but it's a good place to leave it because we want you to have something to think about when earnings start coming in and the numbers coming in. And we want you to be focused on looking at the right things, not the spin. Thanks for listening to the Money, Money Beat podcast. Everyone, Paul Vini, Stephen Grosser, Kevin Kingsbury, Ben Eisen. We will definitely catch up with you later in the week.